Hi, Joe. You son of a bitch. <laughs> How many times did we have to start this show? I don't really understand why it's my fault that Skype isn't working properly tonight. Why are you so upset with me? I'm not upset with you, but you do that thing like it's almost like, you know, on 24 when the like the computer expert goes like, uh, hold, please. And I'm like, what is going on? And you're like, uh, hold on. Like, I really need to know what could possibly be going on. Are you fixing Skype? Hold on. I'm Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. And we've been friends with big quotation marks around it for over a decade. And <laughs> uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. Yeah. I picked up my parents last week from Jamaica. I was talking to my mom and she was like, oh, we went to Mexico and we spoke Spanish. And then we went to Jamaica and we spoke Jamaican. And I don't even know what they speak in Jamaica. It could be, it could be Jamaican. I don't know what it is. I've never heard people speaking Jamaican. So I go, oh, what, what kind of words did you learn? And she goes, you know, like, hey, man, and no problem. But she was like, doing it with like an accent. <laughs> and then one of the things I was talking about when Skype went out on us was, remember there was that guy who played Punjab in Annie? Uh-huh. And he did those 7-Up commercials. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. I loved those. I loved Annie. When I was a kid, I loved Annie. And I love Punjab, and I wanted Punjab to be my friend, you know? Mm -hmm. And actually, you know what I was thinking about when I was um, thinking about Punjab is, because I'm always thinking about Punjab, <laughs> is <laughs> constantly, all I do is just every day, I just think about Punjab. Punjab and Mike is, Tyson, right? Those are your two fantasy Punjab, men. Mike Tyson, James Franco... And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I just threw Joseph Gordon-Levitt in there oh, for it. I like JGL. Oh, you do? Yeah, fuck yeah. Go on, though. I know you were joking, but I, I'm serious. I've met him several times, and one of the things I always tell people is what you would be surprised by, even no matter, even if I tell you this, you would still be surprised by how small he is. Sure. They do a good job of making him look like he's like 5'9", and yeah. I would say he's maybe 5'6". I could just on a good day. break him in half. Okay, go, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyway, sorry. the point is, anybody who ever says that people aren't born gay, girl, when I was in second grade, remember they used to do those, I don't know, they, maybe they still do, the troll books where you would like order books from the catalog and they'd come like two weeks later? Yeah. I love those. I did. Remember when the books would come in the box and the teacher would like, go, oh, here, Mrs. So-and-so, here's the troll books. You got your package. And they'd be sitting there. I remember I couldn't even control myself <laughs> so excited to get my books. ours were called scholastic books oh yeah yeah no, we had two we had scholastic and troll we got two opportunities mm. anyway um i order from scholastic or troll the little orphan annie activity book <laughs> and people didn't make grade. fun of you all the boys when she had because then of course the teacher was like um little joey you got your little orphan annie activity book here <laughs> and uh everyone started making fun of me and I remember the teacher was like, everybody, please stop making – everyone, stop laughing. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> um, it's okay. Boys can order books that are meant for girls. It doesn't mean anything. Meanwhile, it turned into a big old queer, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's proof that people are born gay. Undeniable now after hearing that story. So I was hanging out with um, my ward, Jose. Mm-hmm. 
and we went to the east side of LA. And I remembered that I have a cousin who teaches second grade in in uh, actually Los Feliz, where we were. Uh, I have a cousin, my my cousin Richard. I have a gay cousin. He's a week younger than I am, mm-hmm. and so he teaches second grade. And so Jose and I decided to drop in and visit him at school. So we texted him. He says, "Okay." So we go there, right? And we go in, and of course the kids are so excited when we walk in, almost as excited as if the troll books came. <laughs> Maybe they thought it was an actual troll delivering the books. And they get super excited, and they're like, yeah! You know, and so Richard says, okay, 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 maybe Mr. Batance will do some magic tricks for the kids. Because as we've learned in previous episodes, I am a magician. And you love doing magic for children. I hate doing magic for children, but it's my cousin, so I, I gave in. Okay. So I did a few coin tricks and a few tricks with rubber bands, whatever, nothing big. And then this little kid, kid Luis, right? He's like, oh, I can do magic. I can do magic. And like before anyone can say anything, he runs up to the front of the classroom where I am. And he, okay, this is what I think he was trying to do. Was, you know that trick that uncles do for their nephews and nieces where they like, cover their thumb and they make it look like they split their thumb in half and yeah. they slide it back and forth? Okay, uh-huh. you know that one? Yeah. I think someone had shown him that, but that's not what he did. He did that thing where, like, he made his left hand and, like, the the sign for okay. And then took his index finger and put it through the hole and kept going back and forth. And he goes, look. Did did you crack up or did you? Well, I was. Then he had all the kids doing it. And all the whole class of second graders was doing that. And Rich and I just looked at each other and we just put our head in our hands. Because, like, we're like, of course, you know, the principal's going to walk in. Like, oh, who are our visitor? Whoa. You know, like, what are you teaching them, Mr. <laughs> yes, it was horrible. That's funny. It was so embarrassing. So you've it sa- is funny. You, ju- you have just said your cousin's first and last name in the city he works and what he does for a living <gasps> on the podcast. Is that okay? <laughs> no. Can you bleep out the last name? And so anyway, so there's that. <clears throat> then, um, uh, so Jose. Okay. So Jose's tends to spend the night a couple of nights a week because he goes to a local community college and he has class really early in the morning sometimes. So every Thursday, the housekeeper comes and she and Jose pass each other. He's leaving when she gets there. Okay? Mm -hmm. So she gets there, whatever. Jose leaves, goes to class. I'm downstairs just doing my thing. She comes downstairs and she goes... That boy, he had a girl come over and they have sex in the bed. And I go, what are you talking about? She holds up the bed sheet and there's a big, giant, yellow stain on the bed sheet, right? Which, one, she's like 60 and has kids and stuff like that. I love that she thinks that people have like ginormous buckets of jizz coming out of them when they masturbate, right? Yeah. One, there's no way, you know, and then, so I'm just like, look, I go, uh, I can guarantee you he doesn't have girls coming over. I'm with him a hundred percent of the time. And then she goes, then you and him are having sex in the bed and that's disgusting. Change the sheets. She told you to change the sheets. 
Oh no 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 no! After we have sex, after Jose and I have sex in the bed, which we don't have, right? But I was so flattered that she thought I could bag a cute nineteen-year-old. I didn't deny it. <laughs> How sad is that? Wait, I was like, all wait, right, wait, um, wait, wait. What was in the bed though? Like, what made a big yellow stain in the um, bed? Dizzy piss. That's a good. Okay, piss the bed. No, 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 no. Okay, so wait. So let me finish the story and then I'll tell you my theory. So I call Jose later, right? I, I, because I'm thinking he's peeing in bed or something, right? So I'm kind of embarrassed and being sensitive about it. But as soon as I say pause, he goes, she found a big yellow stain in the bed. I know. I go, <laughs> well, what, what is it? And he goes, I don't know. It's been there the whole time, but I was embarrassed to, to say anything. And I go, ugh. Okay, so here's what it is. People stay at the house from time to time. and Sometimes they have kids. And Jose sleeps in a bed upstairs. And I think what happened is at some point someone who had kids stayed at the house. And maybe the kid peed in the bed. And... They didn't know, or who knows what happened, but the sheet was there. Which brings up the point, like, why isn't Paz changing the sheets every week? And he just slept in a dirty, sheeted bed, like... Yeah, that's very Jose. He's too embarrassed to say anything. Ah. So I just think, like, a kid at some point peed in the bed, and Paz isn't... I don't ever sleep in that bed, and Paz doesn't change the sheets. So that's actually... I need to tell Paz, girl, you need to change the sheets every week. Whether we're... Jose and I are having tons of sex in the bed... <laughs> or kids are peeing it, and it, it needs to be changed every week. So she just really sold herself out there. You're kind of glossing over the fact, too, that when she thought that there was gay sex happening in the bed, that she called it disgusting. I no, I don't think... I, no, no, no. I don't think she meant the gay sex was disgusting, but the fact that we left our jizz-stained sheets on the bed, she found that disgusting. Uh-oh. So I have one more story. I think this is an important story for the show, because it started in the show The Far Reach... Of the show. Okay? The big show we have here. So, I'm on Facebook during the week, right? And I notice I have an unread message, which I'm pretty anal about my messages. You know? Like, I'm always reading my messages or whatever. So, I'm like, I don't see it. And so then, long story short, did you know there's another inbox uh, called Other? Yeah. It's, on Facebook? It's ridiculous. When I found out, I had like 20 messages. So there's an inbox for the people you're connected to on Facebook. And then this other mailbox is for people you're not connected to and you don't get notifications when people message you. No, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you hit the nail on the head. So I saw that someone had messaged me like a month ago on this email and it was a guy named John Wagner. And I cleared it with him that I could... You know, I'll give him a shout out. And he had heard one of our old episodes. Do you remember the episode where basically I told a story about how there was this kid I grew up with named Ralph. And in sixth grade, I moved away and went to, this was in East LA. And I went to school in Orange County. And years and years went by. And then like, I lost touch with him. And I always wondered what happened to him. And then, like, he called me when I was, like, a senior in high school because for his birthday, his twin brother, as his as a birthday present, tracked down my phone number and gave it to him. And he calls me, and when I pick up the phone, I get so freaked out that I just get off the phone as quickly as possible. Do you remember this story? Yeah, totally. And you regretted that you were so short and didn't actually try to talk a little bit. Didn't talk to him, didn't get any contact information for him, didn't know how I was going to get a hold of him, had tried finding him, didn't work because his name is so common. Yeah, we talked about all that on the show. So he, this guy tells me, hey, I have the ability to find people. John Wagner said that out. to you. 
John Wagner says he can help me find Ralph. So I tell John Wagner everything I know. Girl, in less than 24 hours of reading that email, I was on the phone with Ralph. Whoa. So you talked to him. I spoke to him on the phone. Oh, my God. Thank you, John Wagner, first of all. But tell me, yeah, like, it's pretty awesome. Where, like, does he live local still, or is he still in LA? He still lives. Lo- he still lives in LA. Well, in the LA area, yeah. And it, what's funny is, you know, he's an adult, you know, full grown up. <laughs> I bring that up because he was telling me about his life. You know, we were just catching up, and he has kids. He's divorced. He pays child support. He's a machinist. He has like a mortgage. He has like a life, and he's just, I mean, he and he he has like a very grown up life. And then he's like, "Oh, so what'd you do this weekend?" And I'm all like, "Um, <laughs> I went with my friend to go see Burt Wonderstone, and then I went like there's this whole story. It's boring, but I'm on the hunt for the best croissant in L.A. And that's what I'm doing with my life. Like my life, I'm still living like a 20 year old, going like, "Let's go to a taco place in the valley," you know? Yeah. And meanwhile, he has like like real problems. Did you explain like, to him how you found him? Like, did you say, I have a podcast? Yeah, no, I, I told him the whole story. I, I, At first, I was vague about it, but then I was like, that sounds creepier just to be vague. I told him about the podcast. Well, okay, look, he's not going to listen to the podcast, and I'll tell you. I'll give you the tea. The truth is, I mean, he grew up in East L.A., and he is a product of East Los Angeles. I'm going to tell you something, and I'm not joking. This is why I'm not worried. He didn't even know what iTunes was. Okay. And at one point in the phone call, he said, like, you keep saying podcast. I don't know what that is. So I had to explain to him what a podcast was. He only kind of knew what iTunes was. Like, he knew there was something called iTunes, but didn't know what it was, you know, really, and what it did. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's living, like... A different life. A different life. Yeah. Right? And... I admire, actually, there's a lot that I admire him for. And what was weird is he sounds like an adult, you know, he sounds like him, but a grown up. And what's funny is I told him this on the phone. I'm still picturing like the sixth grade boy on the other end of the phone. <laughs> right. So I was talking to my cousin Richard afterwards. We were, I was decompressing. I have this gay cousin. He's a week younger than I am. And we were like recapping the phone call. And my cousin really got into it. My cousin and I have a very almost like, for each other, like a therapist-patient kind of role sometimes. And so he was very like, well, why do you think you freaked out? And after, I could never think of it before. I never understood why, why I freaked out when he called. But for some reason, after talking to him and examining those emotions, I understand it. It's really weird. I think it's because he called when I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was the time that I was really discovering myself sexually, sure. as a sexual being. Yeah, I get and that. And so he brought up, he brought up, I think now that I've talked to him, I think I had a huge crush on him. That's why he was like my best friend. Yeah, but you were too young to have like really sexual thoughts. So it's, it's all confusing. Yes, I just know I wanted to be his friend. And so when he called me up, in high school, it brought up those it brought those emotions up to the surface instantly. I mean, it was like almost like an assault. Right. It brought those emotions up, and so all I could think of was to do was just suppress them and push them down. Right. And so I got off the phone, and I think that's why I did it. Because I'm not gonna lie, 
he still sounds really cute. And then he was like hinting that he's really cute because he was like, because he was like, oh, he doesn't know that I'm gay. He's oh, that's that's interesting. I think he was kind of picking up on it. Mm-hmm. But he and his brother, like the, I don't know if they're the youngest, but they're one of the youngest of like a lot of kids. And he goes, I have an older brother, and he's gay, right? He just mentioned that earlier. Came up in the conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then later on, he goes, "You ask me a lot of questions." He goes. You remind me of my older brother who's gay. <laughs> and I was like, mm, really? But I just didn't want to bring it up right then. Yeah. You know? So are you going to, like, call up and talk to him again? Or are you guys going to hang out? Or Yeah, no, no, yeah. We have plans to hang out and stuff like that. So I will give an update when we hang out. Because I really do want to hang out. Because especially because let me finish this. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm just really just working on my body. And I'm just trying to, like, work look really good. And everyone always thinks I'm, like, 28. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, this is an interesting story because it basically was created here on on the podcast. Like we were recording when you talked about it, and then mm-hmm. because somebody heard it here, you got his number. So I think it's interesting. I think people listening will want to know what happens next. Yeah, I want to tell you guys what happens next. It's actually funny that you brought it up that story up this week though, because what you when you asked me the question is there anybody that you've lost contact with that you're kind of sad about losing contact with that mm-hmm. was, Ralph was yours and then mine was Amanda remember and yes. this last week well yesterday i hung out with Amanda ne- what yeah so on my birthday i was on facebook and i checked in at the local gay bar cuz well, i went to dinner with friends and then we went to the the white horse and did karaoke and I checked in there and Amanda Wait, are you one of those people that checks in places? No, if it's like with people sometimes, like I do, yeah. I'm Ugh. I'm an oversharer on the internet for sure. But Okay. Amanda messaged me on Facebook and she said, like, hey, I noticed you checked in at the White Horse. I used to live in Oakland and went there all the time, but now I live really she lives in Mountain View, which is pretty close to here. Wait, she lives up north? Yeah, she lives close to me, like a, maybe a 20-minute drive. And she, I mean, she's been, she lived in a bunch of different places. She was in L.A. last, and then she's here again. And mm-hmm. she messaged me saying we should hang out. And guess what? Our friend Bryce, another guy from high school, moved here last week. Why don't we all hang out? So yesterday we met up. We drank a bottle of wine in Bryce's – well, Bryce was house-sitting this place, and we drank a bottle of wine and talked for five hours. Like, just sat and laughed and talked and – What? Yeah. Isn't that weird? So, do you think you'll see her again? Oh, yeah, yeah, We have plans. We're going to do, like, at least once a month, like, try to do some sort of dinner party or something. Oh, my God. She's a lawyer in the Silicon Valley, and so she's, like, very – busy all the time and her schedule is very unpredictable but we'll see like i think i think that it's just a random reconnection and we had a great time like we seriously were laughing for five hours so did you feel when you were talking to her like you like no time had passed yeah basically you know i mean yes i felt like time had passed because we all were so much older uh-huh. um but like just instant reconnection. It wasn't like awkward or weird. And were you friends with this other guy before? Like, were you guys all like, were you guys like three oh. amigos kind of thing? Okay, so well, I t- it's very the timing is very weird, Joe. So last week on what some will call lies, I told a story about a man. What's that? I um, 
shut up. On my other podcast, I told a story about Bryce and Amanda. And specifically, oh, what? Yeah. Isn't that weird? So the short version of the story is... I mean, of course you did. I listen to your show all the time. Yeah, I remember that. I hate you. The short, the short version is Bryce and I hooked up in my senior year of high school. What? And then, what? And then Amanda was like, Mike, I really want Bryce to ask me to the prom. I think, I think that, <gasps> I think that he's into me. And I was like, oh, maybe. Oh, no. But I had already come out to Amanda. And then I started dating a Mormon girl. And what? I wanted to ask the Mormon girl to prom. And then, and then Bryce asked the Mormon girl to prom. And me and Amanda were both like, what the fuck? <laughs> this sounds like a big bucket of crazy. It's so crazy. And then Amanda. So wait, 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 wait. Here's the question everyone wants to know. Did you hook up with Bryce last night? No, 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 no. It's not like that. I think we hooked up because we were on like a drama trip and it was two of us in a hotel room alone. And we, uh-huh. were, we were high school kids. So we just did it. We're different people now. He's not my type, and I, I don't think that I'm his type. His last two boyfriends were, like, Asian guys. But it was very nice okay. to hang out with them. It was a, it was a lot you of fun. Are, I swear to God, this is not, like, the worst gay guy category, but, like, I would still hook up with him. Do you think he would have hooked up with you last night? I doubt it. Do, do they Are they going to listen to this podcast? I doubt it. Do they know about this podcast? I didn't. I didn't talk about podcasts at all. I was afraid to open. Here's, that the, door. here's an important question. Here's an important question. Did my name come up last night at all? Yeah. Um. You've met Amanda. <gasps> yeah. I. I don't remember what it was, but I said something, and your name came up. Um. I forget what it was exactly. Oh, I know. Now that's the most interesting part. Oh. I told. What? I told the underwear story about somebody oh, stealing okay. my underwear, and then I said, and they. Amanda thought it was funny, and I said, Joe, hey, you remember Joe, and oh. that's how your name came up. Uh, I wanted it to be like an hour of the five hours talking about me and all my fantastic qualities. Close. <laughs> Not really. All right. What else is going on in your life? Well, I need to, I need to do a quick shout out, actually. Speaking of underwear, what? speaking of underwear and when I'm talking about last week, um, my friend Tim, who has a podcast called Terminally Single, listens to this podcast, and he also runs a, an underwear blog, which is underwearnewsbriefs.com, and he is an incredible person, and he had a tragic event happen last week, hit, or maybe three weeks ago. His car got broken into, all, his computer, his iPad, all of his shit is gone, and I feel very bad about it, but he still had time to send me two pair of underwear. Um, and I got those last week. And one of them I really love. It's like my my new favorite pair of underwear. The other one, there's like one that's like green argyle. It's a little bit weird. Not like my, my favorite style with like a pocket for a condom. Then there's like these red and white briefs that I love. So I just want to say thank you to Tim and that you guys should check out. If you are interested in reading about new underwear fashions, go to underwearnewsbrief.com because that's awesome. I'm going to tell you why I admire Tim. Okay. First of all, don't ever tell Mike you're going to mail him something and then don't. I once casually mentioned I would mail Mike uh, my Star Wars DVDs. You know, just casually. Every fucking day, man. Where are these Star Wars DVDs? Where are these Star uh, Wars DVDs? That's So I admire Tim because I am such a lazy fuck that, like, if... I couldn't find my remote control. I'd be like, well, I can't mail things now. 
that's such an exaggeration. So, First of all, I wasn't like every day wear these DVDs. But I need to also point out that the story starts a little bit differently than you're you're putting on. I said I'm gonna buy the Star Wars DVDs, and you're like, dude, I'm gonna upgrade to to Blu-ray or whatever, or the Ultra Nerd set, so you can just have mine. That's what happened. Let me tell you something, and it, I've never told you this because it's not your fault. But now I want the praise. I didn't know there was a huge difference in price between UPS and the USPS. So I'm like, oh, I'll just send these UF- UPS, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to the UPS store and I give them the um, the Star Wars DVDs, right? Which is just like a little, it's not that big of a box. It's not that, it's not a gigantic box set, you know? And it's just the trilogy. It's not. It's just a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like all six movies, just the four, five, and six. The guy wraps it up in the box. Why? Do you want to guess how much it was? Um, I have no point of reference. Fifteen dollars. Thirty-four dollars to ship it to you. What? And he had already wrapped it up. Did you do like overnight or something? Nope, nope. The cheapest one possible. So I go, okay. I thought it was gonna be like ten bucks. It was thirty-four dollars. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, so I never do UPS. Well, ever again. I so would have bought them off of Amazon used, and then I have Amazon Prime, so it would have just shipped. I would have done that. It wasn't like I was begging you to help me with these DVDs. You were begging me. You wrote me a letter. I hate you. And you begged me. I hate All right. You. So what else is going on in your world? So um, I want to. Do you want to plug anything else or ask for any more free things on the show? I also got. Uh, I forget what it's called, but there's a a place around here called Farm Fresh, and they basically get produce at like rest. They buy in bulk. Uh, from farms, and then they you can buy a box from them, and they deliver it to your house. Do you know what that's called? No. Well, anyways. They- oh, 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 I do know about these things. Yeah, they have them where, like, you can do it with farms, and they just send you whatever in season is in, like, yes, a, yes. A, a supermarket bag or something like that. Right. So I started doing that, and it's actually really exciting. So this week I got a couple of things that I would not have known I would have never picked up at the store, like this wild mushroom sort of thing that I had to look up recipes for. I got chards. Is that a thing? Chards? Mm -hmm. Swiss chard, yes. So I had to look up recipes for that. Um, And then there were like pears and apples and oranges. And then I cooked beets this this afternoon. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm so excited about this thing because it's like forcing me to to think outside of my normal my normal recipe book that I usually use. So I started doing that this week, this past week. And then I also turned 32 years old. So that was kind of a, Oh yeah. Did you have, did you have a good birthday? I had an awesome birthday. So I got a huge Amazon gift card from my mom and dad. And Mm -hmm. I went on Amazon and I blew through fucking Amazon. So they gave me a hundred dollars for Amazon and I went yeah. on and I spent $180. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I was looking – like there were things like, oh, I need this or I've wanted this for a long time. So it kind of pushed me over into buying it. But then I put all of those things into the cart and it was like 180 bucks. So I thought, well, at least it's only going to cost me 80 bucks for all of this that, it, that I wanted. So I got like a bunch of books that I wanted and I kind of have a weird collection of uh, Sweet Valley High books. And 
Babysitter's. You are so fucking gay, man. And Babysitter's Club. So I kind oh of. Oh my fucking! How did your mom not know you were just a, the biggest queer just growing up? Well, Babysitter Club books. Actually, I was not allowed to read because those are for girls only. I was told. So this collection. Oh, oh, so she knew. This collection started as an adult because it's almost like a guilty pleasure that when I read it, I feel like I'm not supposed to be reading this because I was told for so long that that was for girls. So I got that. I got a backpack and a pair of shoes and just a few little things like that. And it was a good birthday. I also went to dinner with... You basically got what a 13-year-old girl would get. A backpack, a pair of shoes, and Sweet Valley High and Babysitter Club books. And a Justin Bieber poster for the back of my door. And your period. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) And um, I had a great birthday, though. We went to a place in Oakland called Moi. And it's like American, um, new American, I guess they call it. And then we all went to the the bar near my house. And it was a good crowd. Like people that I knew were there too. And it was just a good, really good time. So oh, Awesome. Yeah, that was my week. What's going on in uh, the Bay Area? What are the big news stories? What's the tea in the Bay Area? Well, there's actually a story that um, I've seen. I saw in the paper twice today. And so I went and looked it up online. But the the gist is this: the Pledge of Allegiance. You remember it? You heard? Have you heard of that one? The Pledge of Allegiance. I have heard of the Pledge of Allegiance. So, yes. what many would consider a Norman Rockwell requirement of public education is no longer a given in an untold number of California classrooms. So, it turns out that reciting the Pledge of Allegiance has kind of become passe, considered by some to be an outdated and unnecessary ritual with a constitutionally questionable religious reference and false promise of liberty and justice for all. So uh, the story in the San Francisco Chronicle kind of goes to a couple of different schools and just is looking to see what's going on. Some schools do it, do the pledge like at big assemblies only. Some of them don't do it every day. And then um, at Alvarado Elementary School in San Francisco, uh, they do it only in their daily morning assemblies, but they challenged a fifth grader to do it and he couldn't. He could not do the Pledge of Allegiance. In the... Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Here's what here's, okay, here are my thoughts. I have two two schools of thought here. One, it does fucking piss me off sometimes. Like, look, I'm, I'm left-leaning. But sometimes I think the liberals go too far with their fucking, like... Like, oh, this is God! You know, and you're like, oh, just shut up. It, this is why people hate liberals. You know, they just bitch about everything and everything's bitching and complaining and everybody has to be included in everything everything right Mm -hmm. but on the other hand it's if you actually sit down and think about it it's kind of creepy to have like they're pledging allegiance to a flag what's funny is not until 1942 did we actually put our hand over our heart before it was like a nazi like sort of salute did you know that Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, in 1942, they changed it to hand over the heart. Oh, because we were doing like the Heil Hitler to the flag? Yeah. Oh, that's even creepier. It's really just creepy just to pledge allegiance to anything. Like, oh, dear leader, I pledge allegiance to the flag. I don't get these people who are super into the flag, okay? Look, I think it's a cool, that's our flag, you know, whatever. Oh, look, there's the flag. There's people who are like, oh, the flag, you know, the flag. It's a piece of cloth. Right. It's a symbol. And I don't want these, I don't want any letters about, like, people died for a flag. No, they died for a country. They didn't die for the flag. Thank you. 
God bless America. <laughs> so that's kind of that's been in the news. And then uh, something else that's been in the news, Joy, I don't know if you've heard of this, is that Senator State Senator Mark Leno is proposing a bill that will allow bars across the state to stay open until 4 a.m. Have you heard of that? So basically changing the last call at 4 a.m. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that – I guess the idea is that it – Something about tourism. I don't really know how this would benefit, I guess, business, right? It is kind of weird that it just ends at two. But you know what's weird, though, is I don't know how I feel about this, actually. I can see both sides of the argument. I'll tell you why. And I don't know what the other side is. It is kind of dumb that it's such an arbitrary number at two. Okay? And that people should be able to stay open as late as they want. But... For some reason, I got obsessed with, like, highway traffic numbers. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the number of deaths, you know, it's, like, a weird number, like, on, like, weekend nights between, like, one and three or something like that. It's crazy how much higher it is than it is at, you know, 5 p.m. or something like that. Sure. You know, and the Chronicle article that I'm looking at also, it points out that if you are changing the time for to 4 a.m., you are also having that dangerous time, but up against early morning commuters. So yep, good point. things could change a little bit for those people, too. Look, here's the deal. If you really have to drink that bad, like, have you really ever been out at two and been like, wow, I really wish this place was open till four? Very rarely. I guess maybe when I was, yeah. I guess when I was maybe 21 or 22. Sure. And you know? you know what? When I do have those thoughts, I'm probably lucky that the place is closing at 2 and I can't stay there till 4. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It forces yeah, me to go what? home. And also, look, this is the fat guy in me talking. There's nothing more exciting to me than getting out of the bar at 2 and going <laughs> somewhere like a Denny's. Or something to eat. The jack-in-the-box right? drive-thru. Jack-in-the-box drive-thru. Now, you know what? Let me tell you something. So, I'm kind of... We haven't talked about this. Kind of, you're super against it. But I'm really into, like, a metaphysic kind of stuff and, like, manifestation and, and, you know, if you think it, it'll come. That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And I have... A lot of my friends are in it, too. And so, one of my friends, Shannon, started doing this 15-minute miracle thing where you, like, write in a book for 15 minutes what you want and you're supposed to get it, right? And she was like, Joe, it is amazing. It's been working for me. And she was like, and then she told another friend, Melissa, and Melissa calls me. And she says, Joe, you need to do this. The, you know, I started doing it and now I have a Tosh.0 audition and I have an audition for this show, an audition for that show. She goes, have you been doing the 15 Minute Miracle? And I said, yes, I have. I just started the 15 Minute Miracle and the first day I started doing the 15 Minute Miracle, McDonald's started serving breakfast after midnight. <laughs> so now I know it works. <laughs> so I believe in the power of the 15 minute miracle. All the egg McMuffins you can want. Girl, how exciting is that? That McDonald's is now going to be serving breakfast after midnight. I guess. Which pisses me off. Pisses me off because I really am trying to like lose weight and be healthy and exercise more and stuff like this. And now I can't take advantage of that. But that's very like. There's no time that I want to McGriddle more than at 2.30 in the morning. Where And what do they really serve that's vegan? Aren't you still doing vegan cleanse? No, vegan cleanse ended last Wednesday. Oh. But, 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 but. 
I've decided to eat a plant. This is so boring. I've decided to eat a plant-based diet during the week and then eat like fish and stuff on the weekends. Plant-based doesn't mean you have no meat though, right? Like you can have like some I could technically like have chicken meat, breast or to. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to go heavy on the vegetables. But I'm not going to be like super like, oh, I can't have grains or potatoes or something like that, you know? Yeah. The, the program we were on would limit the potatoes and grains. Right. What's happening in, in L.A.? Um, There's actually a big controversy, and I think you have to be in LA, from L.A. to understand this, and that's sort of what I got in this article. But there's a big controversy because to park in L.A., especially especially Hollywood and West Hollywood are really bad about this, like... There's, like, to park in a residential neighborhood, there's, like, a million street signs that almost seem to, like, contradict each other. So it'll be, like, you know, uh, no parking 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., but on Tuesdays, no parking from, like, noon to 2 p.m., but on Saturdays, you can park here 24 hours. You know, like, it's it's really, really super, super confusing. You have to, like, stop and read them, and, and they're, they're almost like little ticket traps. Mm-hmm. So there's been a movement to take that down. To take, not take it down, but to simplify the signs. Of course, City Hall's like, we don't see what the problem is. Because they're making money. I know, but it is super confusing. How's parking over there in San Francisco? Is, it's, is it like whole, that? it's not that bad. It's just that there, it, there's no parking anywhere. That's that's what's bad about it. Around where I work in Berkeley, it's like everywhere is two-hour parking because I'm very close to, to Cal Berkeley. So they don't want students to park and walk in. So everywhere is like two-hour parking or no parking or permitted parking. So it's horrible. Um, the city, it's like you just can't park near anything that you want to go to. So you end up parking miles away and walking in. That's what sucks. Well, yeah, that, the problem with this was they were saying the signs were predatory. They were just – they were like – it really is. They're so confusing. You have to sit there for like five minutes to figure out if you can or can't park there. It's so confusing. Second story. I don't know why I love this story so much. They had a fundraiser for the L.A. sheriffs uh, in East L.A. Like a pol- political fundraiser for re-election? No, like a fundraiser for like some sort of like soccer team or something like that. For like a, a sheriff soccer team. Okay. And a fright broke out. Not a fright. A fight broke out. Uh, and all these like cholos are <laughs> throwing their shoes at the sheriff. It was a really, really weird story. I had just thoughts more like... Fucking East L.A., man, and the goddamn Mexicans, and I can say this because I'm Mexican. They ruin shit all the time with their goddamn fights and fighting with people. Like, look, just show up places and behave. That's why other cultures are not better, but, like, they get along because they show up places and they behave. Mexicans, I'm telling you as a Mexican, behave. Do Mexicans fight a lot? Well, let me tell you something. No, but let but. My family used to always say this word that I never heard anyone else say, but they used to say for, like, a big party. They used to say, like, borlote. They'd be like, oh, my God. She had, of course, she had to be have a big old borlote, right? So one day I kept sitting. I noticed that no one else said it, and I would say it, and people would, like, laugh. But, like, because I, I use it in a funny way. And so one day I looked it up, and it said, like, a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> and then it said, like, in, like, slang, it could mean fight or party. <laughs> and I was like, only fucking Mexicans, man, have the same goddamn word for fight or party. Sure. Like brawl. It's like a brawl. Yeah. But I tell you, I'll tell you this. I'd rather go to a goddamn Mexican party than a white party. You people have boring ass parties where like there's no food. First of all, I'll say this. You go to a Mexican party, you're going to have food. Yeah. 
Do you remember your okay. birthday party when it was a surprise birthday party, I think, and your mom like hired a karaoke DJ? <laughs> yes. It was an insane party. Um, I love how it was the worst surprise party ever. Like, my brother drove me up, and there were people walking in with, like, presents. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's a birthday party for me. You So you weren't surprised when you walked in at all? I don't even remember you walking in. I might have been drunk. Oh, yeah, you're probably already drunk by then. <laughs> what do you got going on next week, Joe? Um, I'm going to a birthday party. I have some friends who have the same birthday. So we're having a joint birthday party. That's on Tuesday. Um, and then I'm going to the Magic Castle twice this week. Uh, I'm taking Jose, who's actually a big fan of magic and a little magician himself. Um, but he's not 21. You have to be 21 to go to the Magic Castle. But certain nights a year, they do something called Young Adult Night. So I'm taking him, and along with him, I'm taking my friend Brenda and her boyfriend, who works for the city. And this is going to sound weird, but, like, I'm actually kind of excited because Jose's really into, like, urban development, which I find super boring. <laughs> and so whenever he talks to me about it, I'm like, oh, please stop talking about this, please. But Dan, that's what uh, um, Brenda's boyfriend works in. And so they're going to talk about that. And I'm like, yes, Good. they can talk about that. I'm going to go have fun. And then I'm taking some family members next week as well for the Magic Castle. And that's pretty much all I have on the books right now. That's exciting. I have a co-worker from Phoenix, somebody I used to work with. He's going to be in San Francisco this weekend. So we're going to hang out Friday night. My old boss actually moved to San Francisco like three months before I did. And oh, wow. But I've never hung out with him because we're not. I like him. I like him a lot, but we're, we have nothing in common. He likes started a, a social network for sports fans and he's like total, f- total frat bro. And like loves his sports. He's a, he's an awesome guy, but like just not my best friend sort of material. But mm-hmm. the friend that's visiting is kind of a perfect go between for us. So the three, mm-hmm. of, the three of us are hanging out Friday night and that should be fun. And then on oh, be Saturday, I am going to San Francisco again for uh, Jersey Boys, the musical. Are you familiar? Oh, I've been wanting. Yeah, I've been wanting. I was actually one of the shows I've been wanting to see. I've heard some wonderful things about it. I know the. I mean, everyone knows the music to it, but mm-hmm. I am going with Christina and Scott. You know them, and that is she has season tickets, and she's kind of picked a friend to see all of the shows with her and so she Mm -hmm. she picked me to see jersey boys and i'm super excited that should be good and that's all i mean the rest is just work stuff i don't have a super exciting week plan it's mostly a super exciting week either um okay let's get some shout outs one um vincent dunham left us a very nice review on itunes thank you vincent thank you vincent also now do you know who this person is king bw I think I could be wrong. There's a guy named Kingsley who is a uh, podcast listener. That could be Kingsley. Thank you. If that's Kingsley or King BW. Or it could be a guy who's like Barton Wuther King. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. <laughs> Maybe he... that might be <laughs> Barton Wuther King. That's either the greatest joke I've ever made no. or the no. worst joke I've ever made. I think it's worst. <laughs> okay guys we have a brand new thing that we're doing it's a contest it's a contest because we want itunes reviews okay so this is a contest 
for people who leave iTunes reviews. And it's right? called Catching Up with Catching Up. Oh, it is? I like that name. Okay, good. I just made it up off the top of my head. But So here's here's the gist of it. You leave an iTunes review, or if you've already left one, you're already entered into this awesome contest. And le- go to iTunes, leave a review for the show. Each week, we'll randomly pick somebody while we're recording, and you'll hear your name, and then you'll contact us. And then what happens after that, Joe? Um, wait, I, don't, I wasn't listening to what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. Well, uh, well, the plan is that we will call you uh, the day that we tape the show. We'll call you separately. We're not going to record it. We're not going to record it. I know people have been worried about that. That we're not going to record it. It's just you get to have a conversation with Mike and I. Actually, you know, we had. A, we'll tell you about this in a second. We actually spoke to someone today. We had a first winner, and we we told stories that we wouldn't tell on the podcast, or that we just won't tell on the podcast. So you kind of get like a like almost like your own private show that you get to participate in. And you tell us how, what you did this week, and we talk to you about that and what you come, what you have coming up. Yeah, that's the contest. So go leave an iTunes review right now if you can, and we will randomly pick somebody. Hey, do you want to pick a name right now then? Okay, so I have the reviews open. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is tell me when to stop. Stop. This is R-I-K-G-69. So if you are R-I-K-G-69, send us an email and or go to our website and find our email address. Yeah, and then contact us, and then we'll contact you back, and we'll set up how to set up the phone. So this week this week we called Shane, which is one of Joey's friends. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we talked to Shane today, and it was actually really good. What, what, but you know what? I already know Shane. Mike, what are some things you learned about Shane Well, I, it's weird because Joey had like a very short-lived podcast before this. And how many episodes did you do? Like three, five, six, six. So I kind of know Shane from that, but it was interesting to talk to him. He's very mellow. He he seems like a really good guy. He is a really good guy, and he's straight. So when we asked him what was coming up this week, he's like, "Well, I have some soccer games," <laughs> and I was like, "We would never ever talk about these things." I know, and I bet you the news stories he picked would be about like football or something too. Yeah, yeah. Like, did you see that uh, the head coach for uh, the the Philadelphia Eagles is like, who's the one that like was being mean to the dogs? Michael Vick. Oh yeah, Michael Vick threw a something pass. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, Mike, but Shane actually got hired for Teach for America. We learned about that. He's going to be moving to the Bay Area. Yeah. He's going to be teaching in my hood. Really? In Mike's hood, and they were talking about places to live, and I got super bored at one point and was like, can we please talk about Joe stuff? <laughs> and he, he gave us some feedback on the show, too. It was really good. We like we got to pick his brain a little bit and elaborate on some stories that we couldn't tell all the details on the air because we didn't want to out people for different things. Yeah, and I think it was a really good phone call. I actually think this is going to be a really good thing. We're going to until R.I.K.G. 69. We're going to have a conversation with that woman or man. Uh, next week, and we'll tell you all about it, what we learned about RIKG69, and I think it'll be really good. Yeah, okay, so Mike, it was nice catching up with you. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week, Joe. All right, talk to you next week. Bye.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Follow us on Twitter at CU Podcast. Like the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash CU Podcast. Check out the show notes and find links to our personal Twitter accounts on our website, cupodcast.com. Um, uh, um, 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 well, um, um.